0: The Science Weekly, an industry pundit podcast about the tech and innovation of the 21st century. An open discussion between industry experts to uncover how emerging technologies can help solve current societal issues.
1: Welcome to Science Weekly podcast. Uh, Thank you for accepting our offer from being here. Um, We have George Wu with us today. Uh, Can you please tell a bit about yourself?
0: Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. I don't know Um, about myself. I I'm in the define myself, I guess, as an entrepreneur. Like for from now on, for the last like eight nine years, uh, I've been involved in. I was just saying to you guys now, offset. So like my last corporate job was in FMCG. Moved on then into full uh, tech space, web, mobile. And for the last three years, been bu- been building like our new company now, which is a food technology company called The Mighty Kitchen, where we make chicken from plants. Amazing! I know you,
1: so um, yeah. <laughs> you're you're one of the few that is doing great stuff, and you know you're silently doing amazing things in the background yeah. in Cyprus. Um, and finally, we can share it with some people. But yeah. you went through marketing to food tech. How? What? Yeah
0: yeah i mean i don't know like you it's this thing that, that we say like uh, everybody kind of has their their function everybody knows how to do something well and then you find people who are better than you at doing different like other things and put those people together and you can make something cool so i would say like that was my my space my background personally is like you said you know but it's uh, operations marketing business development more than anything little bit of product management and then just really kind of after i had my like six year uh, adventure building a couple of companies like learning a lot um going through the process i kind of said realistically where do i want to dedicate the next 10 years at least like of my life to And this space uh, this space is kind of founded on a few really important issues for me as well i think this is why i kind of shifted out into this space because i think just this whole, like, uh, centered around human health, environmental uh, issues, and then animal welfare as well. These three things come together, I think, in the food tech space. So, yeah, we can just do a lot better in the way we, we produce food as as a society, as as countries, and so on. And this is where we come in, and we're trying to do that now. So, yeah, I mean, that's kind of how i guess i moved into this space and found a bunch of good people to surround myself with and try and build something cool
1: you you guys have been developing this solely in cyprus like and how how long did it take you
0: yeah so we we started late late 2018, early early 219 i guess and i came together with uh with Luzo, my co-founder like er, early 219 um so it's a combination of stuff right we yeah we've We've done, like, 95% of our R&D, like, here locally. We've collaborated, for sure, because it's, uh, I mean, like, we well, collaborated in the sense that we've used space outside of Cyprus. So, uh, did some some early-stage trials out in Denmark. Our manufacturer now that we work with to scale up the product is uh, in the Netherlands. So, like, we have, that contact with, with again with companies that can help push us forward like where needed but the majority of stuff everything pretty much from scratch has been done here and we had this question uh, i remember a few weeks ago they were saying like who's the they're saying how did you become experts in this space are like nobody's (laughs) an expert in this way the space is so like young it's so raw like when we started there were like a hundred people in the world who who could not who could construct something like this but who could help push you forward a few stages and luckily for me as well like I said my uh, my co-founder Liza is super smart um, helps and <laughs> she picks up stuff like this like from the beginning we had an idea how to get started we had some nudges in the right direction and then just like a, a shitload of like effort and focus and just like you know spinning out products some were average some were decent now they're great (laughs) so it's just been that process of building something out and getting to the stage we are now yeah.
1: it sounds like a very fun product to test as well like yeah. i think you've been eating a lot the previous yeah. couple of years everyone's <laughs> been eating
0: it's the difference <laughs> with people said this is well, like what's the difference between a tech product and with it and they're talking about like iterations and testing i said with this with testing everyone gets to eat you know it's uh <laughs> it's more fun than sitting around like a, a screen and kind of watching somebody click on buttons but at the same time it takes longer to to set up like an iteration loop so you with with our with our digital stuff like you send out a link try it out you get them to maybe film themselves using it and it's fun and come back and analyze it with this it's like we do full-blown i mean like we do taste testing now as well with with uh with distributors with companies we're we're potentially uh, collaborating with like on co-producing with the investors now and, and the whole process is like we turn up like i don't know like you you turn up uh, you know grandma's or your aunt's house on a Sunday uh, and it's all that food like that's how we go to meetings now it's like try this try that try it. <laughs> it's, it's good fun for everyone and it's cool we enjoy
1: how, it. how is the feedback so far from
0: uh... uh feedback's good i mean like as well you're asking me at the right time because uh yeah a couple of years ago the first responses were like what's this you know because we, we we were like it's chicken can't you tell and they were like no this isn't chicken and like now we literally do like blind testing with, we give them, we were introduced to people a week ago now as a, as a chicken, as a meat company. Um, we did a little prank, it's like the best way as well, just to get people to ha- not have any preconceptions. So they said these guys are from a chicken company, they're trying out some new recipes, try it out, so we did things like, with gyros, we did like, uh, tenders like in a wrap we did bao buns all this stuff and everyone was just like oh it's great this, they're talking about more the flavors bypassing the fact that this mm-hmm. isn't true they took it that it was a given that it was chicken and at the end we tell them it's not actually chicken it's plant based and they're like no way and, you know and it's fun because that's what you want like we've said this from the start right so people say like why do you make a product that tastes just like Chicken's actually, (laughs) on numbers, it's actually one of the most efficient meats, let's say, to produce when you take away all the environmental and everything else. But just on like um, calorie conversion, you, you can get like, you still need to put nine calories in to get one calorie out of chicken. I mean, if you take like the feed directly um and then you have like lamb and beef that go up to 30 40 times as much whereas for us it's like a one-on-one it's like you take a calorie you make a calorie and our argument is if we can make something that tastes the same that has the same protein that's better for you that's better for the environment then the choice should hopefully eventually be quite simple again at least a couple of times a week we're not coming in and saying we're gonna like open up your fridge and steal everything and say no you can't you can eat what you want it's our Job to kind of give you great choices, and then we think if we give you the stuff, especially that we have like on the table now, then you're gonna say, "Screw it! I'm gonna eat this a couple of times a week and be super happy." Well, yeah,
1: I, I saw your um, the the prank thing that you did. I wasn't sure if it was real chicken in the picture or if it was yeah. mixed or if it was on your products. So.
0: Yeah. Pictures are easier to <laughs> to kind of mess around with, but like the live thing's so much fun. Um, yeah, it was good.
1: Great. Um, where do you see this going? Like when, when we go now to the stores, we see a huge fridge of regular meat. Yep. And when you see a very small place dedicated to these products. Yeah. Where do you see
0: this going in the future? Oof. I think the, the natural evolution... It's funny because you can't see sometimes... Well, it always starts like this. Uh, if you take any product that started early, like not a lot of people could say that, oh, this is going to be huge in 10, 15 years' time. You know, the jokes with... Like BlackBerry making fun of early smartphones and stuff like that, Blockbuster making fun of Netflix. But I, I don't know if we'll go all the way. I mean like this is a bold prediction, but I think if you look at the last fifteen years when plant based milk, you know, you just look mm-hmm. at plant based milk, it started at like zero point one percent in the first couple of years of the market. It's like US UK now, it's now twenty, twenty two percent of all milk. You know, it's insane. So that's in fifteen years. And and now we're at a stage where like I think there's a there's like a universal uh, alignment, consciousness of kind of that we need to shift some of our choices. I mean, we hear the argument all the time about food choices and wanting like more sustainable ones. And I, I know like we as human beings, like we can be omnivorous. And again, like I said, it's our, it's our choice. Like it, it's our job to put choices on the table and not guide you. But for sure, even in our omnivorous form, we're not supposed to eat meat like four times a day. So it's like, again, it's one of those things that we want to just like not get you to sacrifice on flavor, on taste, on texture, but just on, you know, the raw material in a way. So I think it can go, yeah, like next decade, I'm sure we'll push up to to levels of plant-based milk. I'm sure, you know, you can never be sure. I'm making a bold prediction, but like, I, I think we'll push up to that, like, kind of uh, 20% mark, potentially more. I think cultivated meats coming as well. Uh, we'll see in scale up, I think that'll take a chunk, and, and then we'll see. Like, uh, I think, yeah, we'll, we'll get to somewhere where there's just like a lot more products on the market uh there's a lot more people working on the space now as well so there's a lot more developments like we have like different uh raw material bases we have different kinds of products coming out so it's exciting so it's a, it's a cool space right now
1: yeah i've seen like many franchises are also having at least one option of uh, a meat alternative in their menu yeah
0: they're trying if there's any out there that need chicken and they don't have yet yeah. we, can, yeah. we can help already <laughs> they know who to
1: call yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's great um so um, yeah, you've been doing all this from here again, and yep. um, doing it from Cyprus as a secret entrepreneur. Do you see any obstacle, challenges, or any opportunities? Yeah, to make it happen from here.
0: think it's like the forever kind of conversation about Cyprus in general. There's like good and bad in everything, right? So it's like wherever you are, there's good and bad stuff. And for here, I think it's just about. I think we i don't know maybe i'm being critical like cynical but we we like we enjoy the excuses because it's a good it's a good reason not to not to try uh (laughs) but the truth is there's so much there's so many advantages and then you can kind of hedge against the stuff like the disadvantages i said this last uh recently as well like i was saying that there's unless you're looking for insane amount of early capital or you know if there if there's a technology or something if there's if there's machinery that you need that's not here on the island if it's but 95 percent of any business that you're probably thinking about starting now you can start from here uh we even for us so the funny thing for us as well as like we're, we're a physical product company now we have like a deep technology base but our plan from the start was like screw it we're going to do it from here And then when we need to do trials and scale up if it's not available locally which it wasn't like we our partners are out in in western europe we'll just fly and then the first lockdown happened it was like super weird because it was the first time ever we couldn't fly anywhere for a few months and so we actually started doing even our first scale-up trials we started doing uh, remotely so by video and then we would like direct the process and then we'd get stuff sent over to us and we try and so on so it was it was quite like yeah it was it was tough i guess at the beginning but yeah the advantages are i think super low cost compared to other places of getting started there there are workspaces there's like you know even with here the, the base as well there's a bunch of other spaces you can work there's coffee shops and cafes and and you can get started from like anywhere um there's a decent local like ecosystem building as well you have everything you need i mean we even began like a lot of our early networking, we just did through LinkedIn. I mean, we had a bit of a network ourselves already. But again, just you know, reach out to people, ask for introductions and so on. So, yeah, there's no real excuse, I don't think, anymore. And, you know, we always look for, speaking about this with the team as well, the other week and saying like how, but we need funding. And I think this is one of the biggest barriers to, to even starting. People think they need money before they need money. Uh, and it's just like get started and then once you start investing some of your time and and your own funds into something you'll start seeing where you actually need money and then you'll be surprised like there's especially for like really early capital i think you can find that here and yeah you've you've don't have a lot of excuses i think for getting started at least it's been a challenge but it's like you know you ask yeah again like just talking about the same question out of london like somebody say to you like i have like extremely high like rent, um access to talent super competitive people are on like 80 90 k you know versus here whereas like you know you get like similar talent for a third of that there's challenges everywhere um yeah i just think just get started and and you can build it here probably <laughs> well you've been doing it so it seems like <laughs> yeah, it's working yeah yeah, yeah
1: i I've, yeah i love i like that you said that because we we hear many people say it doesn't happen here we don't have this we don't have that but actually the the real point as you said it's that if you're going to be an entrepreneur you also need to have the mindset you need to try be a go-getter and find a way like there's a pandemic do it online you need to reach out to somebody use the tools use linkedin don't say that this person doesn't exist so i'm not gonna do it so that was that was a very very good point and you're showing it by example you're not just saying it and it's the
0: what third time yeah like uh, the last decade and third company it's going to be the best one i'm sure (laughs) Uh, we're
1: sure too and thank you so much this was great thank you for sharing thanks guys thank you for
0: having me it's been fun thanks This podcast is brought to you by Science, former RISE, the research center of excellence in Cyprus, focusing on interactive media, smart systems, and emerging technologies. For more information, please check our website on science.org.cy.